How in the Hell Did I Get Here is supported by The Coloring Book Coach. Check out the new podcast, How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit, an intuitive guide for your month. Find it at thecoloringbookcoach.com. If you've been listening to the show, it's pretty apparent that we love stories, which is really why we do the podcast. This week, we pulled three stories out of a grab bag, and they all revolve around the letter B. First, I share a story about how easy it can be for a stranger to become a friend, especially when that stranger is a trumpet-playing bus driver. Then, we've got Jenny sharing a very impressionable memory about a bathroom, And finally, I have a story about a lovely and magical birthday. Before we get into all the fun, I just have to ask a favor, which is to please share the show with at least one friend and ask them to listen as a favor to you and us. This podcast is a labor of love, and we love bringing it to you each week, but that doesn't mean it's not a lot of hard work. And I know that myself and my sisters really, 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 really appreciate the support. So please help us out by spreading the word, okay? This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? As usual, today's episode contains swear words. You never know when you're about to meet a stranger who will become a good friend. This story is all about that. I was working at Bachman's. Do you remember those little snow houses that were all yes. the rage for a while? Okay, so yes. Bachman's invented those. Yes, I and know. we had co- conventions. For a while, we had conventions. And at one of the conventions, my job was I had to stand outside all day and greet the bus that they brought people to Department 56. Oh, and Jesus. I had to get on the bus and give them a little spiel or whatever. And it was just like all day long. Buses were coming and going. I was hopping on and off buses, <laughs> welcoming people. And one of the bus drivers was this older black gentleman. And he had his, his trumpet on the bus. <laughs> so I would give my spiel. He would play his trumpet. We were like a thing. And, you know, I'm like, okay, this guy's cool. So he invited me to come see him. He performed in various places downtown yep. in Minneapolis. And I do not like that kind of kind of jazz, but that's what he played. And he was a super sweet man. He was a Muslim. You know, he talked to me about that and his beliefs. And because I remember I was with him one time and he had to stop to pray. And I'm like, okay, which was my first introduction to any of that. So it was, it was interesting. Uh Yeah. So he was just a, a really nice guy. And he drove a bus and did performing. That was his, how he made his living. So like we used to talk on the phone and he'd call me and he'd tell me where his gigs were going to be. And then I'd show up with, you know, like my friend Jim or whatever, we'd go down and see him. So he called me and he said, I'm going to the Chicago Jazz Fest. And if you want to come along, you're welcome to, you know, come along. Basically, he was giving me a free ride to Chicago to the Jazz Fest. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so 
<laughs> this is the funny part. So I go in the next day and I debrief with Adrian and Faye like we did every morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you listen to the Adrian episode, you'll hear me talk about we came in and shared everything that happened since the minute we left each other the day before. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, I'm going to the Chicago Jazz Fest. I've never been to Chicago. I don't even like jazz. But I'm like, it's an adventure. They exchange a look like I'm fucking nuts. And they both look at me and they go, no, no, you're not. Oh, really? <laughs> Wait, why? Yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> no, they're both like, no, you're not doing that. They grounded me. <laughs> why can't you go i got i got grounded by the jewish mothers because they're like you are not getting on a bus with the people that we don't know you don't know i mean they were like my mom's going to chicago you don't know chicago like, you've never like been to 15. chicago yes <laughs> <laughs> they're like you don't know what you're doing no you're not going and it was like that was it i couldn't go Oh, too funny. <laughs> I was oh. probably 30 years old or yeah. older. Yeah. And you were grounded. <laughs> I was grounded. <laughs> and then I had to call Ahmed back and say, Ahmed, I, I can't go. <laughs> can't go. But uh, he did inspire me to learn the bongos a little bit. I bought myself a pair of bongos when I knew him. and uh, Wait a minute. Stop me. for just a moment. I just have to interject. <laughs> yes. Just, just one little sentence here. What the fuck? I know. No, uh, it was a, it was a, right around that time when that Collective Soul song came out, and uh, there was a really great bongo riff in it. And yep. then he had a bongo player in his, you know, a percussionist, and the guy played the bongos in his mm. little jazz thing. And so after their set, sometimes we would go and get coffee, and the guy would try to teach me how to play the bongos. So I got a set of bongos, but then I never really pursued it after, you know, after that. And then somehow he and I lost touch, but. Years later, like I was thinking about him and like out of the blue, he called me the next day. I thought about him. Oh, he weird. called me. Yeah. That happens with a lot of my friends. Uh, that and happens then, to me all the time. Uh-huh. Yes. And then um, like years later, literally probably mm, 10 years later, maybe I was walking through the Minneapolis airport and I heard my name and I turned around and there he was as a shoe shiner. <laughs> really? Yes, but we were so happy to see. He just, he had a very, very nice energy. Yeah, I used to run into him in weird places in Minneapolis too, where like unexpected places. And we were just friends, you know, we just had a really nice friendship. He had teenage sons, twin boys, really good kids, because I ran into him somewhere in a restaurant one time and I met his family. He was just a good person, just a really nice guy. And we just clicked and he was, you know, his name. Ahmed, and he would whip out but that trumpet. do you trumpet. remember his last name? No, I do not. And I, I mean, I lost his contact info somewhere along the way. So mm-hmm. anyway, Ahmed, I hope you're doing well. You were a nice guy and a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> but the Jewish mothers, yeah, they put the kibosh on that. No, you're not. <laughs> you are not going to Chicago. All right. You would, I, why wouldn't they have just said, we'll come with you? That would have been the right response. In this story, Jenny is only four years old when she manages to make a mistake that haunts her to this day. So my whole career in embarrassing stories started 
I think when I was four years old, maybe five. <laughs> and um, that early? Yeah, this one was traumatizing. So I had a best friend that lived, you know, four houses down from us. Her name was Chrissy. And she and I were best friends from age three to four. She was a year older than me. And when she was five, they moved to the next town. And um, a month or two after they moved into their new house, mom had been in touch with her parents. So we had a play date. So she, mom drove me up to her house and we brought a big pan of brownies and she dropped us off or dropped me off. And I remember coming into their house and the dad was, you know, super nice. And he was like, okay, you know, took the brownies, mom left. And he goes, okay, we take off our shoes right here. And I remember there was like a, a mat or whatever, a, not just a rug, but a mat. And you take your shoes off, you put them there. And I saw his brown shoes and a pair of Chrissy's shoes. And I put my shoes there. And then we played in the house for an hour or two. And I remember at one point having to use the bathroom. And I remember very specifically where the bathroom was. And, you know, so I knew their house after an hour or two. And then we got kind of bored. And it was summer. So she asked if, you know, hey, should we go out and play? I'm like, yeah. And they had, they were a new development. So the end of their street was just like a field. So we were just down playing in the field and there was a big tipped over old tree uh, trunk. And I remember we were doing like balance beam and stuff on the tree trunk. And then I had to pee again. So I'm like, ah, you know, and she goes, well, you remember our house is that one right there. And I'm like, okay, which one? And she's like, it's that one is the third one. And so I walked up to their house and I go in the front door and I took my shoes off and put them on the mat. And I remember thinking, I wonder where her dad went. His shoes aren't there, but whatever. So I went to the bathroom, and I'm in the bathroom peeing. And I get done, and I turn to get the toilet paper, and it's not there. It's on the other side. Uh-oh. Like, yeah, at that point, I'm like, oh, God. You know, I have a four-year-old being like, oh, shit. Right. And so I just finished my business. I flushed the toilet. And as I'm walking out of the bathroom, the house is like dead silent. And I'm walking out of the bathroom, and there's this woman in a nightgown and a bathrobe comes out of the bedroom right across from the bathroom with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I just start crying, of course. And she, you know, she was really nice. She didn't hit me with the baseball bat. Well, thank God. Yeah, and I don't know. Somehow she figured out who it, whatever I we – we communicated well enough that she figured out I was just one house off. And the dad came over, got me, and then I'm sure I was a mess because I don't remember anything else after that because of the trauma. <laughs> Just the next thing I know, mom came and picked me up. But since that day, I have been, like, afraid of not knowing where I was forever, like forever. We've heard about bus drivers, bugles, bongos, and bathrooms. Stay with us to hear about my magical birthday after this quick break. Do you wish you had someone you could tell your secrets to? Would you like to be able to share your secret in a safe, supportive environment? Are you ready to take a brave step forward and release your secret anonymously to me at Tell Your Secret, a bold new service and podcast where you can share your secret and also hear other people's secrets on the podcast of the same name? If your answer was yes to any of these questions, I would absolutely love to chat. Reach out to Kim, the coloring book coach at tellmeyoursecret.club. And now back to how in the hell did I get here? 
I'm out of town visiting the same good friend who provided me with the fabulous suite in our episode called Aaron's Bourbon Street Romance, How Sweet It Is, WTF is DTF, which aired on July 25th, 2019. Be sure to listen. Anyway, the day gets away from us and I decide I should stay over and he offers to use his travel points, again, to get me a hotel, which is wonderful. This is all happening to me on the eve of my birthday, and that visit kicks off 24 hours of pure magic, as you'll hear. It got really late, and I was going to drive back, but I'm like, I really don't want to drive back. And I'm like, I'm just going to stay over. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to have to put you up in a hotel because, I don't know, something was going on that I couldn't stay in the guest room. Anyway, and I was like, fine. I'm like, there's like a Motel 6 down the street. I don't care. Just That's fine. And he's like, no, no, hold on a second. So he gets on his computer you know, check something out. And he's like, okay, well I found, I found a place and he's like, but I'm gonna have to drive with you there because I have to give him my card or something. And I was like, oh, no problem. So we drive there, we get checked in and it's dark, so I can't see what's going on. So, um, they take me to my, uh, villa and I'm like, what? My via. Yeah. My <laughs> if you're Don Juan DeMarco. Exactly. They take, take me, me to my via. <laughs> and I was like, I walk in and I've got like this, um, basically a condo and it's like all marble floors, two fireplaces, one in the bedroom, one in the living room, like gourmet kitchen, <laughs> really nice, nice bathroom oh, with like the ginormous showers. And then the next day when I'm leaving, um, the, I, I'm talking to like one of the ladies who works there or something. And she was like, I'm like, oh my God. And I wake up and I'm like looking at my, like a view of a mountain. And I'm like, what? And it's my birthday. I wake up on my birthday there, which I never planned this. And it was just like a thing that happened. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It, yeah that's was, awesome. it was like so crazy. And then um, that one of the w- people that worked there told me, they're like, oh yeah, well this is, cause it was all gated. I, that's what it was. I had to go get someone to let me out. Cause I didn't know how to get out of the gate. And um, so they came and let me out and I'm like, wow, this place is really like good security. And she's like, well, Obama stays here. This is when Obama was in office. And he, uh, he was like, this is where Obama stays. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, well, I feel so honored. Fancy schmancy. <laughs> it was very fancy. And then that was the same year that I was driving home and I had just um, learned about the Fluvog brand of shoes. Oh, right. Yes. And I was thinking about those shoes and I was like, God, they are really like a work of art. And I was like, I said out loud to myself, I'm like, you know, one of those days, one of these days, I'm going to get a pair of those shoes. And that is going to be like a, it's just going to be like a life changing thing for me. And so I come home and, um, Kevin wasn't home, but like two hours later, he shows back up and he's got like gourmet cupcakes and there were presents there, I think already. And I unwrapped a pair of like the most amazing flu bog shoes i'll put them on the show notes they are yeah do it they are amazing yeah they're so freaking cute but i couldn't believe that that birthday was like i mean i've had a lot of magical birthdays i'm really lucky that way but that one was just so bizarre it was like i was like all these things were happening and i spoke those shoes into being so Mm -hmm. how the hell did i get those shoes i don't know but it was like awesome Well, that's it for this week, and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, House is like dead silent, and I'm walking out of the bathroom, and there's this woman in a nightgown and a bathrobe 
comes out of the bedroom right across from the bathroom with a baseball bat. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I just start crying, of course. How in the hell did I get here? Don't forget to subscribe to my new podcast and service called Tell Me Your Secret. The teaser and trailer are available now on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you have a secret you want to share, visit tellmeyoursecret.club as in join the club to contact me and for more information. And thank you, Silent Partner, for our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, and our ad music, Blue Skies. We found Silent Partner on YouTube's Creator Library. You can find their links in our show notes. How in the Hell Did I Get Here is a production of The Coloring Book Coach and is written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden with editing direction from Carrie Floden.